It's the Empowerment Perspective Podcast, hosted by Demiso Josie and Mr. Kareem Spence. Stay empowered. Stay empowered. All right, welcome to yet another episode of the Empowerment Perspective Podcast. I go by the name of Demiso Josie alongside. Spence's here. How are we doing? That's been a long time. It has been. Now, I don't know, the new year, we got off to a little slow start. Well, I did the Fatherhood Podcast with okay. Pete Palisano, so uh, we've still been working, and you've okay. been mentoring, so, you know, yes. Power Perspective has been out here doing this thing, mm-hmm. so. Uh, and that's part of the reason why I was late, because I was sitting at, uh, at Burger King, responding to a text message, and I'm going to put them on blast, because I want to get them down to the HBCU College Expo in March. I want to take everybody. And the comment that was made is, I guess it's like my take it personal. I got two. Right. I got to take it personal, what they said about <laughs> you last week before. <laughs> <laughs> so... So the comment was made rather than not if I should take all the students down to the College Expo mm-hmm. um, or if I should just take some students to the College Expo, mainly those that are on the path to go to college. Mm-hmm. But in, in my mind is is that if we're mentoring and we're trying to you know guide young minds, I don't know what's going to be that lightning bolt that's going to spark it and say, you know what, I'm ready to go and do this. Mm-hmm. But if I limit to you and say, you know what, you can't you go. You can't go. It'll never happen. You'll never know. So they're trying to limit the number of kids that can go. That's interesting. So really oh. interesting. And I would take it personal. I'm going to take it. I'm taking. I have a lot to say. I got a lot to say. In a long time, I got a lot to say. So so last week, right? You, you come down and and you're spending your time about 45, 50 minutes that you mm-hmm. had to drive. Right, so you, you're engaging the youth, and you're trying to give them an analogy of taking full control mm-hmm. over their lives, right. and their education. Okay. The teacher decided that it wasn't a good idea because you mentioned two key phrases that you don't need teachers. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad we're having a talk today with a trainer mm-hmm. because eventually, like, I don't really need you after a certain time. The interesting thing about that comment and our, our viewers, I'm not, I'm not going to dwell on this too much, um, but the gentleman made a, a statement about schools not teaching them black history mm-hmm. and had them having to learn it on their own. Mm-hmm. That comment just proved what I was basically saying in the, in the comment of you don't necessarily need teachers. Because mm-hmm. um, what's happening is these kids go to school, mm-hmm. they're bored all day long, mm-hmm. And they're waiting for these adults to give them information. Yes. That limits me to the knowledge of that teacher. Mm-hmm. You don't know everything. The teacher doesn't know everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm waiting for them to give me stuff that I'm not interested in in the first place. But then what happens when I, I take a day off? A mental health day. Yes. Right. So that means I get no, no yeah, education? No education. Day wasted. Right. So my point was that they need to go out and take their education. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So when you have that mentality, mm-hmm. um, the teacher can technically walk into the classroom and say, I need, you know, here's the chapters that you need to, to mm-hmm. know and bounce. Mm-hmm. Especially today's technology, mm-hmm. you can go on Google and find out whatever the heck I need to find out mm-hmm. and answer those questions. Mm-hmm. The problem I think our youth have is they're, they're too passive. And that's yes. the one thing I do not want my children to, to experience is mm-hmm. being passive. You need to go out. If you have an idea... You mm-hmm. get the resources together and you go out and take it and you can learn this stuff on your own. Yes. And as an educator and as an, a, a principal, I'm telling you right now, I don't need school to educate my children Dude, I, as a parent. This, this school in itself is just a building. Yes. The education comes when you have different experiences with different people. Mm-hmm. And then you can take a little bit from here. You take a little bit from there. You take right. a little bit from there. But at, at the same time, we need to connect with people. But I mean, they have to be aggressive. And what they are chasing after. Now, I will say the teacher is there as a, as a resource. Mm-hmm. Facilitate. Right. Yes, like LeBron. Right. Facilitate, <laughs> facilitate today. He's going to facilitate If I office. get stuck, <laughs> yes. yes, I'm going to ask you for help. Yes. But if I sit here and wait for you, mm-hmm. I'm never going to learn black history. Never. Yes. That's Ever. Right. Yes. So I'm taking a personal on that comment mm-hmm. that. Also, the gentleman was 30 minutes late, so that also set a precedence. He missed the whole entire, he took the whole comment out of context. He jumped in. It is jumped in. We don't need teachers. I have a teacher. Yes. Yes. And I was like, and I'm an administrator, so I know exactly what's going on here. 
So, but that's the whole thing about the empowerment perspective is yes. putting people in positions mm-hmm. to empower them, mm-hmm. giving you the knowledge and the tools so that you can become successful. If you yes. keep waiting, this world's going to eat you up. You'll be mm-hmm. waiting till you blow on fakes. Yeah, and you're not going anywhere. Yeah, it's like waiting, like at the airport in front of the call you section, you eat a board, and you're sitting there, and you're waiting, looking at you, and ticket. you start asking, "Did anybody call section one yet?" <laughs> well, section yeah. one got called ten minutes ago. Ah, now you got to sit in that line. Yes, it's funny. That is funny. So, yes, sir, we have a special guest in the building today. Yes, uh, long lost friend. Yeah. <laughs> So I keep I reaching. Know. She was on the milk box? Huh? She was on the milk box? No, she was not on the milk box. Oh. <laughs> she wasn't that kind of law. Well, let me ask you this because, you know, in my neighborhood where I come from, we can't find you in two places. You in college or were you in jail? Where were you? <laughs> What's the second one? Okay. All right. <laughs> That's really interesting. <laughs> So I keep digging deep into my, my Rolodex and, and okay. reconnecting with people I went to school with. I okay. think we went, you went to school with my wife since elementary school, I believe, right? And then um, I think we met in middle school. And then, um, you know, high school happens. You kind of mm-hmm. separate and things. And then this magical thing called Facebook happened. Okay. And you start reconnecting with people. Okay. I wonder what she's doing. Okay. And then I found out she's into personal training. So what okay. we're going to do this month of February, we're talking mm-hmm. about health and fitness because it's getting around that time where everyone's starting to have their New Year's resolutions. I know you hate that word. We'll get to that in a second. Mm-hmm. And they're starting to fall off. I hate like, this I, time. Let me this tell you. I got this. I got this. I got this. I got this. He's mad at me. Well, not so much as you. Is that I'm mad that I can't get to the machines and the equipment that I need because everybody, from my understanding, is trying to get slim for Valentine's Day. But you just can't come... In January, start tying up all the machines. Mm-hmm. Now, the people that's been there from the summertime, mm-hmm. like me, I need to get my workout in and in the way, like See, move. It's a phenomenon. I took that other approach. I right. stopped going. I'm gonna wait for all the suckers to clear out first, and okay. go back up in there where it's, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's nice and, and, and clear. I just stand next to the machine, like you're almost done. It's <laughs> your last breath. You're almost done. <laughs> you're almost and you're not sweating. Like you, when your phone texting, what are you doing? <laughs> Well, i like to officially welcome you to the podcast. Welcome, welcome. I don't know how to say your last name. I'm trying to practice, but I didn't want to get it wrong. I know what it hey. used to be. So what is, how do you pronounce your last name? Penabianco. Whoa, whoa. Let's see, that's a lot of yeah, letters. It's a lot. Penna, it's a mouthful. It's a mouthful. Penabianco. Melody Penabianco is in okay. the building. Okay. Hey. Right. Well, welcome. Thank you. We're going to no. Welcome, Mel. Welcome it's to the that is too funny. <laughs> One syllable is perfect. No, thank you guys for having me. Mm-hmm. It's an honor. Um, I've been following your group since you mm-hmm. started um, early, early in the process. And uh, I will say it's really, it was like an honor for you to, uh, you know, you, you requested anybody who was in the fitness world to mm-hmm. kind of reach out to you. And when you decided to have me, I was like, this is cool because you guys touch a lot of people mm-hmm. and your goal is to help you know, help people reach their full potential. Mm-hmm. And that's something that um, I feel that I try to aspire to, mm-hmm. you know, every day in right. what I do. Um, so this is this is an honor, and it's super cool to be here so um, with you guys. So, yeah, I'm excited to share and help in any way that I can. Let's go ahead. I have a confession. What you got? Though. What you got? <laughs> because, like, I... If we put in a lot of work, especially like when you're in this line of business, you don't all, often see the fruits of your labor. Like mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You hope that people listen to you and, and carry on and things of that nature. And I was getting a little discouraged after, you know, here and there. And I was like, do I really want to keep doing this? Um, mm-hmm. And because I don't I'm very visual. So I need mm-hmm. to see, you know, my work, you know, the, the mm-hmm. results of my work. I really want to keep doing this and doing these podcasts and stuff. I love traveling and meeting new people and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but every so often. People make comments like, you know, the work that we're doing is, is really impacting people. So mm-hmm. it, it's it's not about me. It's not definitely not about making a whole lot of money and all that stuff. It's just that we have experiences and ideas that we want to share with people. Stuff that helped us mm-hmm. so that we just want to give it to uh, other people. So it, it, it makes me feel good that you actually feel that way. Yeah. I wanted to know what your honest assessment of was yeah. since you've been what listening doing, to what it. What you're doing matters, you know, and I feel like when you have that come from of what can I do through my life experience and my whatever your niche is, you know, to positively impact other people's mm. lives and you put yourself out there. Sometimes it's uncomfortable. Mm. Sometimes we're in our comfort zone. A lot of times when you're making it about other people, you're actually outside Sorry. your comfort yeah. zone. Um, I'm sure that initially this was outside your comfort zone. You know, there were a lot of things that you guys did that were like, maybe you took it from just audio to video. Right. Maybe you weren't 
quite, you know, ready, whatever the scenario is, right. but know that you're making a difference mm-hmm. because even if I, my whole thing is you touch one person, right. that one person can go and touch a hundred people, gotcha. right? So what you're doing matters. It's awesome. I think we don't have a comfort zone, to be honest with you, because mm-hmm. we just try stuff. Right. <laughs> it's like, is it work? All right, we'll yes. try this. Yep. We'll do that. You know, we got this presentation. All right, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And that's just the kind of thing that we, we um, you know, that that's just who we are. Mm-hmm. So we don't have a, a comfort zone per, per se. And I, I wish so many other people would stop putting themselves in into that box and, and saying that I'm just this um, and not exploring other things. But that goes to the, the mental side of things, even with personal training. And most of it's all mental. Mm-hmm. So when they when they say that, you know what, I, I, I can't do this or I, I can't lift this or I can't run that extra mile. That that's where it comes into that mental side, mm-hmm. the mental block, the mental barriers that they create for themselves. Right. So I was listening to you, and my wife, talk earlier, and I was taking notes, mental notes, and things. And we talked about let's let's talk about this concept of uh, the resolution mm-hmm. um, and why you don't like that word. Mm-hmm. Why is that word so I taboo? Have, so I think that I have a problem with that word because most people make resolutions and really aren't serious about Mm -hmm. a resolution. I think it's the thing to do when a new year comes. I mean, it's called a New Year's resolution, Mm -hmm. right? It's that January. It's the reason you can't get on equipment at the gym right now. (laughs) It's it's 110% the reason. Um, And it's not likely to be stuck to. Mm -hmm. I I would put myself out there and say that if you were to ask the majority of people just in your life, in your circle, Mm -hmm. tell me one to two resolutions that you've made in your life that you've followed through with and stuck with, you'd be hard-pressed to find a lot of people, Mm. right, who have done that. The other reason I don't like the word resolution is it alludes to the fact that somebody has to do a complete overhaul Mm. of who they are. And I'm a believer in... We're all, we all have the sound foundation of ourselves for, on the whole. We might have to dig down deep you know, to access that, but we have that. We have our strengths, we have our weaknesses, right? To me, when you want to improve yourself, you have to tap into those strengths mm-hmm. and work on the weaknesses to some degree, right? So you're talking about the mental aspect mm-hmm. of anything, success in anything. Um, I'm a bigger fan of the word goal. Mm-hmm. And resolution. Mm-hmm. I think that the reason people don't set goals is because they don't know how to, mm-hmm. and they fear goals because when you put a goal out there and you write it down, tell somebody, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is, um, it's that fear of am I really willing to do what it takes to put the work in, you know, to make yeah. that happen. If I say it's a resolution. It's almost as if people get a free pass to not follow through, you know what I mean, on a resolution. Where when it's a goal and I've told 10 friends that I'm going to write a book this year. Right. Now I'm accountable. You have a book coming out? Yeah, I'm going to be right. I am in the process. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Yeah, in the process. We had a pre-conversation. When I was at Burger King? When I was at Burger King? No, this was a couple days ago. Oh, okay. When we first started talking. But no, I'm I'm a bigger fan of the word goal. But when I talk to people, whether it's in the fitness industry, Mm -hmm. you know, anywhere, Mm -hmm. and you start talking about goals, it's like, whoa, goals. Right. You know, and I think that it's because most adults have never really said them themselves. Um, maybe you set a goal to graduate college, but didn't that college initially set that four-year four mm. you know, goal and timeline for, for you? You. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, graduating high school, it's kind of the expectation, you know what I mean? And, and that goal was set for, for you. you. Right. So when I talk to adults, it's like, well, I wouldn't even know how to go about setting a goal. Like, what do you mean, you know? And you have to kind of, I have to teach them. And that's that mental mm-hmm. behavior-driven stuff. So how do we set goals? How, what's, what's the secret? What's the secret? Yeah, so it's it's sitting down and thinking about what you want. That, that That's what I tell people. I'm like, well, okay, in my industry, since we're using fitness, you know, as the, I could talk about goals, we could do a whole separate, you know, podcast on that, but... Next month we should have me on. <laughs> um, no, but like when it comes to fitness, I tell people like you need to sit down and the first thing I ask people, they enroll in the gym, they're a new member, let's say. They meet with me as a trainer just for their initial mm-hmm. we're gonna show you around, mm-hmm. we're gonna talk about why you're here, set you, you know, on pace to do what you wanna do. The first thing I say to them is, What are your goals? Mm-hmm. Why did you join the gym? That's that why question again. And, I'm, and they're like, <laughs> I want to lose weight. Right. Okay, that's fantastic. Right. 
but here it's not specific enough. Right. And they're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, you have to know specifically how much weight you want to lose. Right. And people go, no, I can't. A number. A number is it's too it's too accountable. Mm. It, you know, it, it's 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 not gray. It's mm-hmm. black, mm-hmm. right? It's like I, I have now. If I say the word, if I say the number fifteen, right, and I only lose twelve, you know what I mean? Right. Then it becomes so. It's it's teaching them that it, number one, give yourself permission to right. set the goal. Give yourself permission that if something happens and that you don't achieve that goal, that that's okay. But we don't stop working. Right. You know what I mean towards that goal. Right. So it, it's teaching them, and I use the acronym SMART. You know, goals mm. have to be specific. Mm-hmm. You have to know exactly what you want to mm-hmm. accomplish. They have to be measurable, mm-hmm. you know, as the M. You have to have some tool that measures that you accomplished that, right? They have to be attainable. Mm-hmm. So it can't be something that's so outside your realm, you know, mm-hmm. of achieving. Realistic. You can't tell me you want to lose 70 pounds in a month. That's not, you know, that's not realistic. Now, we can take that timeline out, and that's the T, right? right. It has to be time-bound. Right. So we've got to know what we want to accomplish that's realistic for us to accomplish it and that there's a deadline to that. Right. Right. I like that you did that with no notes. That's interesting. That results, <laughs> man. That's, that's what, she like, studied. She yeah. did this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is conversation. It's that's real. It's real. Awesome. She actually believes in it. Yeah. I do. I do believe so in the, that. One of our foundation th- foundational things that we talk about is that why. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, in order for you to establish a realistic goal for yourself, mm-hmm. you have to have that reason behind why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when it comes to fitness or health things, a lot of people struggle with it because they don't have a strong enough why. So it's easier for me to be like, all right, I, I give up. Mm-hmm. You know, but when you have that why where you really can't give up or else it's mm-hmm. a matter of life and death at that point, mm-hmm. uh, then it becomes, you know, a little bit easier to stay with that that mm-hmm. process. Because um, yeah, you figure like, okay, if I don't do this, I don't eat. <laughs> then it becomes a survival of the fittest and I need to be able to complete this mission or I won't eat. Right. So I, I think that's that's huge though. But yeah, it's huge. And that's that reason. It can't be, I tell people, it can't be that you want to sit fitness size for. Right. That's not good enough. Right. There And for me, whenever I teach people about why, because I'm a big believer in that word too, it's like, there has to be something that is going to improve your lifestyle, your quality, that quality mm-hmm. of life thing. That's got to be that why, that driving mm-hmm. force. So I train a lot of women, a lot of women, a lot mm-hmm. of moms. Mm-hmm. I use their kids all day. You know, it's what, I, it's what I say to them. I'm like, you can't get up and down off the floor right now with your child mm-hmm. to play. Mm-hmm. That's your why. Mm-hmm. The 20 pounds is the measurable, specific aspect of your goal, but the goal is your quality of life and your child you know and being able to get up and down off that floor and whenever you don't want to come to the gym or you want to go through the drive through 20 below I'm not going (laughs) (laughs) it's a close we know (laughs) it's a close to gym the gym is closed you know but I tell them picture your child's face right it's harsh for some people, but it's it's the truth. You right. know? So it, it is that why is super mm-hmm. important. I know we're talking mental here, but when it comes to health and fitness, I also heard you and my wife talk about basically three elements. You know, the mental is one element. What are those other two elements to, I uh, guess, your fitness goal? Yeah. So what's interesting about, um, I use weight loss as an example, or weight management is um, most people focus on the other two. The, uh, the the not the mental slash behavior side mm. you know they focus on strictly the nutrition and the activity side right so there's three elements to weight loss truly and an ongoing sustainable health mm. really because I use the word weight loss but really it for me it's health you know mm. for me it it shouldn't be the superficial reasons mm. that we're doing it it should be that ongoing quality energy level you know all those things removal of medications whatever it is for somebody right. The mental side is the hardest, though, because I will say most people only know that the only think that the two sides exist. Right. Like activity level, right. which activity level we break into two things, like the everyday stuff that you're already doing. So if somebody's a waitress, you know they're already walking all day, right? They're already doing all those things all day. It's the additional activity, the exercise, right? On top of that, that falls in that category. The nutrition, everything we're putting in our, you know, in our bodies, you know, every single day, and then the behavior you know, on the mental side. So most people, especially in January, you know, 
fruits mm-hmm. and vegetables in the house. We're going to Whole Foods. You know, we're doing all those right. things. Mm-hmm. We're taking up parking spots at the gym. You know, right. what I mean? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, they didn't work on the mental behavior side. So this is all action oriented, mm-hmm. right? The nutrition and the activity is all action. Right. So when we don't want to do that anymore, and we haven't worked on the behavior and the mental side, we stop doing those action stuff, things. Right. So that's why two weeks from now, you don't need to worry about your equipment. It'll be there. It's sad to say, but those people are not going to be on that equipment anymore right. because they haven't changed their habits. They haven't changed their men- their mentality. Mm-hmm. They haven't looked for their why, mm-hmm. you know, wrote, written down those goals, worked with somebody, you know, to help them through that kind of I stuff. I think part of the reason is, is it, one, it's the hardest to change. Mm-hmm. And two, it's not something that's tangible. Like, I can go to the store and see the ingredients of healthy foods. I can go to the gym and get that exercise. Mm-hmm. But mentally, it's, it's you know, the concept is nothing that I can really mm-hmm. touch. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's hard for me to, one, understand it, and then, two, to be able to change your behavior to, yeah. to, to do it. Um, it it's tough. Um, I think establishing a routine is huge in, mm-hmm. in, in changing those behaviors. Yes. Um, and really putting yourself in a zone where, like, you don't have an option. Like when I do go back to the gym, it's four o'clock mm-hmm. in the morning. I don't have an option because it's the only time I can get it in, and mm-hmm. it just becomes a part of my routine. And it's to the point now I still wake up four thirty in the morning. I was up this morning, like sitting, in the sitting there chilling. Oh, wow. <laughs> go to the bathroom? Yeah, I just my body is just conditioned, and my mind and my behavior is conditioned to, to do. God damn yeah, I, I, I talked about it. But I, <laughs> you talked about just it. a conversation. <laughs> I think I'm gonna get up at five, but no. <laughs> I don't have enough, I mean, because my day's so busy out after that. So mm-hmm. that's the only time that I have to actually clear my head mm-hmm. and to focus just on me and mm-hmm. then, you know, get myself ready for the day. Because after that, you know, it's like the, yeah, the horse mm-hmm. races. Yeah. And they're off. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> like, I've run it all day. Yeah, the behavior <laughs> part, like you're saying, it's scary to mm-hmm. people. And the way that I try to reel it in and make it not scary is to tell people just start small with behaviors. Mm-hmm. Like, if we're talking, I'm talking to somebody about nutrition. Now, I'm not a registered dietitian. I'm not a registered nutritionist. So, my scope of practice, being a trainer, is a little small on the nutrition mm-hmm. side. I can do, you know, I can recommend recommend things and I can um, kind of push people in a general healthy direction. I can't write them up, you know, meal plans and mm-hmm. things like that. But if I'm using nutrition, yeah, not good. No, <laughs> no, no. That's a big no no. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about these? What about these? What about these for breakfast? Can I have this for breakfast? Absolutely no? not. No. Got a two-liter Pepsi and some Doritos, and he got some more snacks. I got small Pepsi or something. Sounds like he has. Oh yeah, those are good too. Yeah, artificial flavors. This awesome. is a no-no. No, it's a big. No. So, well, here's the thing: parents don't send your kids to school with this kind of stuff. Are you saying it's no good? Mm-hmm. Because. In the building, I see kids eating this. Now, I'm going to eat this during the game, but I see kids in the building eating this for breakfast. I see students having stuff like this for lunch. And this is all they'll have, like six and a half hours a day, mm. five days a week. This is what they're having with their lunch. Yeah. If they even they throw the sandwich away, you know, eat the snacks. But it tastes so good. It does. That's it, it really does. Well, that's good. it as, as, a, as a society. Like, it's like that instant gratification. Mm. You know what I mean? And right. it's that it goes down to that mental aspect that we talked about Mm. because the nutrition and the activity still involve the mental aspect right so it's like reprogramming your brain on you know getting rid of the old habits getting Mm. rid of the but I will tell you like from somebody who does cycles of clean eating and again we could talk about that in a whole separate conversation but no one who eats when we eat processed food everybody does it we live in a society of processed food it's just unless you're 100% clean eater everybody mm. eats that kind of stuff from time to time at least right when you do that you're interfering with your body's natural processes your ability to break down food your ability to absorb nutrients things like that when you eliminate that stuff even for 30 days your body gets a clean slate almost right so it starts to do things differently you start to feel a different energy level you start to sleep better skin starts to clear up things start to happen so no one really knows that that's what your body's supposed to feel like Hmm. because since we were children and going to school and even the baby food that's you know that's Hmm. on the market our bodies have been filled with stuff that it shouldn't be filled with but if you can go through the process that even the 30 days 
where you're eliminating, I tell people, just eliminate processed food for, mm. for 30 days. That's all. Become an ingredient. I know, it's hard. No, I don't want to. That's it's hard, right. But I don't want to give up sugar. Eliminate it and, if, and see how your, just argument's sake, see how your body feels. Does that work with people? Can I eliminate oh. people for 30 days? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to feel refreshed. <laughs> to Anything go. toxic. <laughs> Huh. I'm going off the grid for 30 days, everybody. <laughs> I'm coming down. back refreshed. Now, how much water should we be drinking? Oh, water is such a good topic because um, that's one of those behavior changes that I get people to try to do because most people are really dehydrated. That's mm. the reality. And a lot of people think that what they believe is fat storage actually is water storage mm. in their body. So. I have, there's a great um, article, and I'll share it with you guys, and you can get it out there and you share it with everybody. Um, you don't even water, have to. Get rid of people. So many healthy things thrown <laughs> at you all the, at once. Messing up the entire um, NBA season. <laughs> I'm about to start. Um, it's a great article, and it allows you to, like, enter in your body weight, enter in the average amount of time daily, you know, that you have physical activity, and then it tells you how many ounces of water per day, you know, you should be taking in. Hmm. But most people can't get up to that number right away. Right, because you're taking them from somebody might drink one of these in a day, average. Mm -hmm. When like me, I should be drinking 107 ounces of water a day, right? So 107. The heavier you are, the more water you should. Ain't that much water in the world for me? (laughs) But keep in mind, though. Keep in mind things like soup, things like coffee, things like you know that that are juice. Soda? That is still beer? considered beer, no. <laughs> soda? Alcohol, no. no. Soda, no, unfortunately. Sorry. Um, but anyway, my point is, even if I can get somebody, the first thing they do in the morning is just pour themselves a glass of water when they wake up. They drink that water. The last thing they do at night, have some water. You know what I mean? What, before you work out, have some water. If we can start little steps like that, those are those little behavior changes that I'm talking about that all of a sudden people are like, well, I could do that, so give me the next thing You know that, that I could do. Um, so it's it's those little tweaks that I think set people up to be more successful because when you throw five things at anybody that wants to tweak, they're like, I cannot do any of these You know what I mean? So the water water is super super important. We can't function without without water, and the majority of our society is completely dehydrated. So sounds like a challenge. They got a thirty day squat challenge. Mm-hmm. They had the push up challenge. Mm-hmm. I say we should challenge people not to drink water and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> take it. Take it. See what happens. See what happens. See how your body turns. Yeah, we're supposed to be helping people. Not, we are not, not killing them. You have you have to show the opposite side of the spectrum in order for people to actually understand what the danger is uh, for not having water. I see where who's going to be the, it won't the be sacrificial. Me. It won't be me. <laughs> that is too funny. I know. Previously, in our, when our conversation, we talked about the process, and people need to enjoy the process oh, yeah. and not mm-hmm. necessarily worry about the end result so much mm-hmm. um it, how do you get your client to focus on you know the process more so i know, I know you have the goal at the end but yeah. if they don't fall in love with the process mm-hmm. this is when they start falling off your resolutions i'm sorry your goal setting and yeah stuff like no it's, it's true it's chunking down that goal that's kind of where i start with people right so if we have a 60-day goal are you a teacher say, you're talking about teaching yeah. terms so. <laughs> Sound like a teacher. Same language. Um, It's chunking that down, right? So if we have a sixty-day goal, like that's that's far away Mm. for a lot of people. That's eight weeks, right? That's eight weeks of nutrition, eight weeks of activity, eight weeks of behavior changes. And sometimes when that goal seems so far away, you got to break it down, you Mm. know, and, and reel it in for people. So the first thing I do around activity and around exercise is tell people, let's get really clear about what you don't want to do involving exercise because you have some example some people have like group anxiety they don't want to be in a fit in a fitness you know in a fitness class like they don't want to be yeah like stuff I like that stay, yeah, I like <laughs> they don't like to be like i work out solo i don't like working out with anybody that's just that's how i operate mm. that's how i am you talk to people when you work out i don't like people talking no. to me Earbuds in, don't yeah. talk to me. Yeah, my, I take my daughter occasionally. We talk because I'm helping her with things. But right. if I'm not training you and I'm on the clock, I'm working out. I'm doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. Even when me and my husband would go, I like don't talk don't to talk. me. We're good. You do your thing. You know, I'll do my thing. Um, but some people love that environment, though. Mm-hmm. Like some people love the group environment. Quite frankly, it's why CrossFit 
is so successful mm-hmm. is because it's a community, right? right? People love that you go there, you support each other. It's wonderful. That's not an environment for me. So I help to try to identify what don't what are we ruling out? What don't you like? Mm-hmm. And then let's figure out what you what you do like. Um, if it comes down to group stuff, go ahead. How, how do we get away from leg day? I don't really have an answer for that one. I think you have to just keep doing it. Yeah. <laughs> leg day is the worst. But day is leg day. Yeah. yeah. But I have them understand that it doesn't have to be punishment exercise. You know, it should be something that you enjoy. I try to make our sessions enjoyable. I try to explain to them that now that you're part of this gym, if I'm training somebody in the gym environment, um, this is a community. Mm. You know, um, try to get to know people who you're next to the, you know, elliptical on. Some people aren't social, though, so you can't go there. So it's kind of getting to know the person, what they're, a lot of people are uncomfortable in a gym when they Mm. first start, especially women. Women are like, Everybody's looking at me. Everybody's judging me. Everybody. No, I have a question. Yeah. Why do you guys show up at the gym with a whole bunch of makeup on? Oh, not me. Not me. That's what I was going to say. No. If I go up, let's say the girl mm-hmm. dropped the towel, so I'm going to want to go pick it up for her. She thinks I'm hitting on her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm just picking up the towel. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> no, that's not everybody. But I will say that the majority of women, I have to explain to them that men are here and they're looking at themselves more than they're looking at you, right? So the women have this this false sense of what a gym environment is. Mm. Like, everybody's judging me, everybody's looking at me. Every, you have to drop that. Right. that. That needs to go right away. Uh, we can't worry about what others think of us. This right. is your journey. That's, that's number one. But it is that type of stigma that you have to work against, and I find it more with my female clients, you know, than I do with my male clients. The guys are just there to kind of go in, get the job done, you know what I mean, and then and then leave, whereas I feel women are on kind of the opposite mm. end of the spectrum, so we have to work against that with them a little bit. Yeah, I'm like, you bit. don't don't talk to me when I'm in the gym. I don't even want you to say hi. Like, just don't even <laughs> look at me. Just, I left look. one day because somebody was talking to me too much. So, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to leave. That's no need to play around. That's, that is too funny. So I see on social media a lot, these people that are in the gym doing these uh, exercises completely wrong. Mm-hmm. Now you, off the clock, you're doing your own workout. Mm-hmm. Have you went up and told somebody, listen, you about to hurt yourself because that's not how the machine's going to Say, listen, stupid. It's such <laughs> a fine line. Quit tell you, rotate the <laughs> Yeah, it, it is, it's such a fine line. Um, when I'm off the clock, no. No. Um, now, if it's somebody I know from town, you know, and I feel comfortable with them, right. then they know what I do for a living. Of course, I'll walk over and be like, hey, you know, um, where did you learn how to do a squat? You know, mm-hmm. or where did you learn? And I kind of, like, start the conversation, and I kind of give them some pointers. On the clock, when I'm at the gym, and I'm not with a client, maybe I'll walk on the floor or whatever, I will go up to a member, mm-hmm. and I'll say, hey, would you mind if I gave you a little bit of help with your form? Because I really don't want you to hurt your back. You know, I noticed that you were, you know, too far forward, or your knees are over your, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, you have to know the person that you're approaching, too. Men are much less approachable with that kind of stuff. I will say, no offense. Um, men are, le- women are a little bit more like, you know. Um, but that, yeah, so it, it's it's that's a that's a touchy that's a touchy that's thing. Because um, there's a whole segment of people out there who really do think they know what they're doing. Like you can tell they're confident. They they know, they think they know what they're doing, and I'm like. You're not gonna have a knee in like you know in like five years. You know what I mean? So it's yeah, it, it's hard because it, it does bother you. You know, like you're like really want to go up to that person. I saw like, this video. This lady was on this lat pull down machine, right? Mm-hmm. She was supposed to be sitting down, you know, pulling apart. She's twisting it. <laughs> oh. I was cracking up, like seriously. Like you really thought that machine did that? Yeah. <laughs> like, like what is that supposed to be doing for you in the first time? So she's pulling and twisting. She's, twisting. she's not pulling the weight down, she just twisted. Oh, so she's like, just, oh. She's <laughs> like maybe she's stretching herself out. <laughs> what I will do, like I don't know if you guys have these on your machines at the gym you go to, but like most life fitness machines, which are a lot of what the gyms use, have 
like a diagram on mm. that actually show you the way to properly, you know, right. use a machine, what part of the body you should be feeling it in, right. you know. And I'll be like, hey, have you ever, you know, taken a look over here and seen? Because these are very user-friendly, you know, these machines. So there's kid gloves. You know, you have to really know who you're talking to. Too nice. Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask this. Have you ever seen somebody do something wrong and somebody actually watching them as soon as they're done with the machine, they walk over and do the same thing. No, no, I haven't seen, no seen that. <laughs> no, I haven't seen that. No. Nah, I see a whole bunch of copycats. I watch them. Nah. My biggest pet peeve in the gym is you working on two machines at once. Oh, I locked down three. I, I can't stand it. I locked down three. <laughs> I take my towel and I locked down three machines. Absolutely. I'm locking down three oh, machines at once because I, I rotate. Like I'll go, I'll go from the bench press, mm-hmm. and and then from there I may go. What's, what's this, the butterfly? Thing? Chest flies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chest flies. So I lock. Down that, then I may go lock down a dip, so I will do all three episodes. I'm like you just rotating. Mm-hmm. That's selfish. People in my way. <laughs> That's stuff I need to do. <laughs> you be kidding. Uh, yes. That is too fun. Well, we're going to switch gears a little bit here. Um, those of you who follow us on the website, we got some new merchandise out. Um, yes. The Hustle Spirit shirts are out there. Uh, Soon we're gonna get that one out there. Mm-hmm. Um, some other things on there, but we have this mug here. I will buy it I today. Embrace my pettiness mug. Yes. Uh, make sure you cop that. So on our show, I'm sure you listen. Um, we ask our guests have they embraced their pettiness or are you petty? Mm-hmm. So would you consider yourself a petty person? Hmm. You're a trainer. You have to be petty. In a- yeah, in certain aspects, probably. I mean, if I'm being totally, yeah. You have to be. Yeah. Because I, I know, because I had a trainer. Like, we started off the conversation saying that, you know, after a certain time, you really don't need someone. Because mm-hmm. even, like, a trainer, like, how many, how many want to say, weeks would you work out with a person when you say, you know what, just just go? You're on your own? Yes. Depends on the person. Um, usually, it depends on what they need me for. You know, there are okay. people who just want specific, they want to learn specific things. Mm-hmm. So they might be a, a four-week to eight-week, you know what I mean, process. There's other people who have larger goals, and it depends on how much of a student they are. Mm-hmm. Because I'm a firm believer, and I'm not just a trainer, I'm a teacher. When you're finished with me, mm-hmm. you should be able to do on your own what you and I have done together, mm-hmm. right? So it's a process, but that is my goal. When I tell people that from the door, I'm like, listen, I'm more of a teacher than a trainer. Like, mm-hmm. Yes, I'm designing programs for you, but I'm always explaining verbally, you know, why we're doing what we're doing, why we're doing it in the order that we're doing it, so that when they leave me, it's a, oh, Melanie used to do an upper body exercise with me, followed by a lower body exercise, followed by a core, you know, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to continue to do, you know, to do that. So it just, it depends, but I'm not of the belief that someone should need me forever. I don't think that that's necessary. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what his <laughs> yeah. point was. Like, yeah. I, I need the guidance, and if I get off course, I need you to put me back. Exactly. And right. this is how I know that you're petty, because you'll start creating stuff that you know I can't do. <laughs> you know I can't. I, 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 yeah. No, go wild. No, go wild. I can't sit in this in this one position for 30 minutes. Like, I had me sitting against the wall for 30 minutes. No, no, it's okay. No. I'm going wild, wild. You sit there for 30 minutes. I'll be back. Yeah, you still need me. Yeah. 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 See, this is why you need me in your life. So, you mentioned earlier about a book. Yeah. What, what's going on with this book? So, it's interesting how this whole thing developed because I do have two girls at home. They're 10 and 14. Um, my why, honestly, you know, for everything that I do. And um, I was driving one day a few months ago with my 10-year-old in the car. And, you know, they're smarter than us. I always say that about my kids. Like, they just, they're just smart. They come out with stuff all the time, and you're like, yeah, you just checked me. You know, like, so um, that was the type of conversation that we had. You know, we were driving, and I don't know what sparked it, but she looked at me, and she's like, Mom, what was your dream job? And I was like, oh. And it cut me. You know what I mean? And I was like, and my husband's like, why did it cut you? And I'm like, because when your kid asks you that, it means they think that you're not doing, doing it. Right. Um, yeah. When they say, what was your dream job? You know what I mean? It means that they think you're not, not doing it. She tried to say you're not good at your job. I, <laughs> feedback. I don't know. It was like, it was, I'm telling you. She's my, <laughs> you're not good at this at all. Listen, she's my number one source of feedback. I'm like, give it to me straight. So, yeah. you know, what? what is it? Um, she you is that a kid. Backup plan? What was your, what was your yeah. backup plan? <laughs> so, you know, I stopped for a second and I'm like, all right, is this a parenting moment or is it like an honest, you know, like an honesty moment? So I was like, well, you 
know, I love what I do as a trainer, you know that. And I, you know, I, I did build an MLM business for years and I was highly successful with that. I loved that. I loved what I was doing. Stepped away for different reasons that I don't need to share today. Um, but then I said, well, I, you know, I know I always wanted to be a mom my whole life. And she looked at me and she said, but a mom's who you are to me. Mm. It's not what you do. And I was like, oh, okay. And I said, so you're trying to tell me that it's not my job. It's part of who Who I am. Who you are, yeah. And she said, yeah. And I was like, oh. And we got home and I was like, all right. Like, I need to show these girls. You're talking about my why, right? right? Like, I need to show them that you need to do the things that you've always wanted to do, you know? And I've always wanted to write. It was one of the, like, I I train, you know, talk about being a teacher. Like, Mm -hmm. I love sharing. I love helping any way that I can. And I I love writing. It always come easily to me, you know? And um, I thought, this is it. You didn't have after school detention, did you? No. Because they made me write. And I said, that's it. And the premise of the book is based on the conversation awesome. that I had mm-hmm. with her. So it was not just the spark for the book, but it was that, you know, she ignited that in me. And yeah, it's going to be called Mom Goals Matter. And it's really about that premise of like, you know, being a mom is an incredible thing. It's it's a gift. It's the biggest role, one of the biggest roles that you'll ever play, you know, in your life. But it's not your sole purpose, mm. you know. And I think that there are a lot of women walking around out there, myself included, for a period of time that lock themselves in, like mm. you said, into that into that category and whether it's society that puts us in that and we when we subscribe to it or it's self-inflicted, you know, whatever it is, we tend to think that we're being selfish mm. if we have our own thing. You're right. Um, there's, there's this, if you're a working mom, stay-at-home moms think this about you. You know, if you're a stay-at-home mom, working mm. moms think this about you. And then you've got the women who, like me, like training isn't full-time. Like, I do this part. It's part-time, and it's it's flexible around mm. my kids. So I kind of do have, like, the best of, you know, the best of both worlds. But Mm-mm. it's... We don't, we don't say it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the power perspective is not so yeah so it's just it's interesting but I think I think and I'm hopeful that the book will resonate with a lot of uh, women no offense that I didn't write it you know geared towards men but um, I think that yeah women need to it's going to be a book that kind of helps them give themselves permission mm-hmm. to put themselves in the top of a priority list because without us being good we truly aren't as good for our children, you know, as we as we can be. I'm right. a firm believer in that. So, interesting. Right, there's a lot of things going through my brain right now, and going back to the fatherhood episode, and I'm mm-hmm. thinking if my daughter said that to me, I don't think she would ever say that. But just because I think as a father, my job is to provide for the family. Mm-hmm. I feel, and but. I have enough space and creativity to be able to do what I technically want to do. I'm loose enough to, to do that. I'm not saying I'm detached from my, my kids, but in that sense, I can still maneuver and um, do podcasts and stuff like that. Um, and I look at my wife, and I'm like, well, she's a mom, like, but that's just what she wants to do. And I don't think being a mother, at least from my wife's perspective, is she don't have the space to be creative and do the things that I'm free to do. Because... That's just because she put herself in that position. That's just the role that we put. Well, being a mom is tough. Like, mm-hmm. you have the weight of the entire household, household on your shoulders. shoulders. Yes. And if it falls apart, then you can't look at dad and be like, you know what, it's all you. No, because right. mom just takes on that responsibility mm. and right. she gets the job done. Yeah. And that is part of my writing already. What you just said about mm. the that mentality of what the father's role is, you know, versus what the mother's role is. That Even in our society today, where a lot of women do work, you know, right. and our moms, that still exists. Right. You know, that's, that's still very much in the forefront. And it's, yeah, you're, you're, I grew up thinking my dad was doing what he wanted to do because it's what put food on the table. Right. You know what I mean? That's the, that was the mentality that we had as kids is that was his role. That was my mom's role. And I watched my mom give up 
and and I knew she was sacrificing herself. You know what right. I mean in the process um, to be a mom, which she'll tell you today. She would do it, you know, all right. over again. Right. Um, but I think it's that heavy expectation that mm. carries a lot on women. You right. know, it's like, well, I would love to do this, but I can't. Yeah. And right. and the truth is, that's not a truth. You know, and I think that that's where it is for women. It's like understanding that it is not selfish to think that you can also do something mm. else. That it is okay, you know, to give it, and you can still be a great mom. Mm -hmm. The one doesn't have to be sacrificed. You know what I mean? To have the other. So I think it goes back to this thing about process and goals again. Like I feel like the process could be anything. Like you could I can work in TV, I can work in schools, like the process is whatever it is. The end result is still gonna provide for my family. Mm -hmm. But I think that a lot of people just get caught up in I have to provide for my family, so I'm going to do something I don't necessarily like because I have to, but it's because they're looking at the end goal instead of the, the process. Like, all right, I can still provide for my family, still have a sense of who I am and the stuff that I want, um, you know, and putting themselves in those positions. There's so many people walking around here doing jobs that they hate and can't stand because mm-hmm. um, they're looking at the end, the end result of it and not mm-hmm. the process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, that's, that's huge. And it's just interesting... I wish we had I had you on the fatherhood episode because I'm now thinking like just my role as as a father and and, and my own processes and, and things yeah. of that nature versus my wife's. So yeah. it's it's interesting. Yeah. So I think that we need to start shattering, shattering the entire thing called a role. Uh-huh. I think just because you're you're this gender or you're this gender mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you can't do certain type of things. We really need to to start to redefine because the world has changed mm. since the roles of daddy and mommy yeah, yeah. and we need to redefine on what daddy and mommy should be doing and what mm-hmm. that should actually look like mm-hmm. this is true I it starts at home too yeah, you know that those share even something little like the shared household responsibilities you know like I take out the garbage I you know what I mean you hear that I do things outside we share like my husband will if he needs to throw in a load of laundry you know what I mean he'll throw in a load of laundry it's those little things too that when you're bringing children up through it Mm. they see See, that never happened in my house my dad went to work all day he came home he was tired dinner was waiting for him he ate dinner, fell asleep on the chair Still watching TV. Right? Trying to get that. How did um, that? No, you can't get that no more. <laughs> yep. And mom, you know, took care of the kids, took care of the house, ran us where we needed to be, you know, did all that stuff. And what about talking? Was talking involved too or no? No talking. Talking. Yes. Like just having a conversation. Like in, in our household? Yeah. Mom and dad? Mm-hmm. Um, after we went to bed, I guess that's kind of the way that it, yeah, that's kind of the way that it was. Yeah. Watch Sports Center all, all right? day long. That is funny. <laughs> um, but so, with um, anticipating when you're going to be finishing this book, like, where are we are we just slow walking this process? It is or? right now. It is. You know, you got, you've written a book, so you know, like you get in these great patterns and then these stall patterns, and then yeah, it's yeah. kind of I'm in a stall pattern right now, all but. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, the goal is the end of the year. You know, that's the goal. So yeah. that's what I'm shooting for. I had to give it, again, the T. has to be time bound. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Otherwise, it's just like, when it gets it done, gets it gets done. done. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so mm-hmm. the end of, the end of 2019 is the goal. I tell you what helped me a lot was um, I, actually, I actually think better when I'm driving. So I actually recorded myself while I was driving. I just went back and transcribed some of my thoughts. That's a book. great idea. So it was this... That's how I kind of got out of those ruts and things when I was writing. And then there was pieces of the book where I just wasn't in the mental space to write. Right. So I had to wait and go write something happy and then come back to the to the sad part. But right. um, but that helped recording the stuff on, on the phone. That's a great but idea. I think everybody has a story that they need to tell. Mm-hmm. And then, and, you know, get, get those thoughts out because, one, it's going to help you deal with whatever it is that you're writing about. And then, two, you're going to be able to help somebody else. Mm-hmm. I'm going through it. So we, we're all messed up at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's all, we all got stuff with us. So, yeah. um, But that's, that's dope. That's nice. So you you are petty, huh? Yeah. <clears throat> that's oh, what you said. Oh, absolutely. That's what the jury says. We, we have someone that's petty. 
Listen, to have somebody sit there and say, I need you to be in this plank position for two minutes, that is, that's beyond being funny. That is funny. And then you come back. All right, two minutes, 15 seconds. <laughs> Slowly but surely. Sweating. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that is too funny. Well, Melanie, we thank you for being yes. on the show and making a trip down here. And, uh, You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm looking great. forward to seeing this book come out. And, uh, definitely, you'll be on our table. Mm-hmm. We have all the books that we have here as people that have been on the podcast in some shape, form, or fashion and have stuff out. So, shout out to those um, authors. You can find all their books on Amazon, especially mine, Life Music. Make sure you could get that. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't forget our apparel zone on the website. Um, our petty line is coming slowly but mm-hmm. surely coming together. Uh, we're actually, I think, talking about making some candles too. So maybe mm-hmm. we're going to let the cat go yeah. out the bag. Since the majority of our followers are women anyway, so we figured like, we're going to do something to touch the ladies mm-hmm. from the apparel perspective. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> store. Yeah, plus we have it. The house smells nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. nice and petty. Uh, yes, nice and petty. Petty sense going on mm-hmm. out there. Um, trying to think of what else we got going on. Again, this month we're talking about health and fitness. We're mm-hmm. actually on our way to Brown University uh, to talk to Demetrius Polge and uh, the head coach of the boys basketball program um, out there too. Um, so we're going to talk sports psychology though. So we'll, we'll work that in mm-hmm. um, that particular podcast. We got a couple other people that are into health and fitness coming on mm-hmm. um, by the end of the month. So February is all about getting your, your act together. And mm-hmm. what you, I think you're going to see is a common theme is going to be, it has to do more with the mentality mm-hmm. and behavior than actual physical mm-hmm. uh, activities. Um, mm-hmm. I, I know I need to get myself together. My daddy got starting for a little bit. Daddy got to cut that down a little bit. Well, we did talk about smashing the rolls, so maybe mommy can get it cut. Mommy can get it <laughs> yeah. I get it. Better mm-hmm. mommy cut. Mm-hmm. That means I'm getting stretch marks. Absolutely. Let me switch it over. a cocoa butter on That's a cocoa butter on it. <laughs> Educators out there, we're going to be in Atlanta June 18th to the 21st. Um, how to reach and teach today's hip hop generation. You have a three hour pre conference workshop and a bunch of breakouts. And then a month later, we're in Vegas. So make sure you come check us out. Um, it's really dealing with coachable competency and how to get your staff on board on how to reach these students um, and how to make them become assertive mm-hmm. um, and really take charge of their education. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, I'm sure there's other things going on there. Yeah, we do have a, um, a friend of the program, um, my guy, Corey, who's actually my barber. Uh, Troop Toe is having a skating party on March 10th, mm. so it is free. So show them support. And, again, let's go out and have some fun. So as a skating party, it's going to be a young skating center. Um, the admission is free. Um, speed skate scores two dollars, and inline skates are three dollars. But the address is seven sixty three Park Road, Mace Landing, New Jersey. Uh, so we got the mentor program that we're doing on the twelfth this month yes. down at AC. Um, so if you're interested in creating um, an organization for to mentor youth, um, it's really about the business of mentoring. They're mm-hmm. going to give you some key information because uh, when it comes to this business stuff, I was actually having this conversation with my wife last night. There's two sides of it. There's the creative mm-hmm. side and there's the business side of it, and a lot of people jump in because of the creative mm-hmm. side or the program side of it, and then they're not realizing all the liabilities and all the responsibilities mm-hmm. of actually running, um, especially something that's dealing with you. Mm-hmm. You got to be careful with that. So we're going to be dropping some knowledge about that on the 12th mm-hmm. and 11th. City, um, 530. Um, I forget where that's at the. Um, they actually just changed the location. Um, we're going to be at, I think, the 900 block of Mediterranean Avenue. If I can make it, because she just sent it to me and I didn't even get a chance to send it to you. Um, so while he look, looks that up and everything, so we're going to um, obviously continue this mentoring thing, um, might make some changes. Yeah. And uh, hit up some other students and, and kids in, in various neighborhoods. Yeah, so we have 912 Mediterranean Avenue. Man, I used to live in 900 Day. So there's no way to be in the hood. We can go to the hood. Yeah, so 900 Day Mediterranean Avenue, right behind uh, Shore Park. So please attend us in Atlantic City. Awesome. And we're going to start at 530. Awesome. Any last words, Melanie? Where's the wisdom for our audience? No, just stay the course, you know. Mm. Um, if you've if you've already fallen off the wagon, you mm-hmm. know, per se, which some people do already early in February, um, the only way you can truly fail is to stop altogether. So mm-hmm. get right back on. Stay consistent. Don't look for constancy. Look for consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, and do what you can when you can do it. That's mm-hmm. really it. Miss Petty. I don't really have to say it anymore because we actually have it on the cup. So <laughs> go ahead and, and embrace your, your pettiness. That's awesome. So um, until next time, stay powerful.